Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. I'm pretty sure this is episode 20. Uh, the most impactful podcast ever recorded in Sudbury. <laughs> you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Ben Kitchen is here with me on Planet Mikey podcast number 20. Uh, we welcome all of you listeners. We thank you for your support uh, of the uh, podcast, if you will. We have a great, great set of sponsors, too. Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti, who are wizards of hair. Six locations across New England, including Newton, Boston, Worcester, Braintree, Warwick, Rhode Island, Salem, New Hampshire. Yeah, there are bald people in New Hampshire. They're the best. 1-800-GET-HAIR. Ben, of course, doesn't need the services yet. He will. <laughs> of Dr. Robert Leonard. Also, uh, my grandma's coffee cakes. More about that uh, later on. The greatest coffee cake on earth. And I'm thinking uh, we should maybe give a mention to our friends at Dos Lobos in uh, North Reading, which is uh, owned by the same folks that own uh, Joe Fish, the two best seafood restaurants in New England, and now the best Mexican restaurant in New England, Dos Lobos. You know, uh, if I was going to try to get another sponsor, Ben, mm. do you have any suggestions for that, or do you have any any ideas for a new sponsor for the podcast? Uh, Bernardi Toyota. <laughs> Bernardi for life. Yes. Bernardi for now. Bernardi for life. Bernardi for life. Also, right. Yeah, maybe I can get it right. They could join join our uh, our. I know some asshole that wrote that. How about arch painting? How about <laughs> how about arch painting? Because I love I rewrote their jingle. You did? Yes, I did. I made it better. Why? Because oh, I made it better. It oh. was, you know, paint the ceiling, paint the halls, paint your dick and paint your balls. Arch painting. Huh? It's a good start. You should workshop it a little bit more. I think they'll be fond of it if they hear it. How about Otesla? Have you heard that drug ad on TV? This kills me. Um, yeah. Otesla? You know what it's for? I know someone that used to sell it. Really? Yeah. It's for... Uh, Rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, it's for no, it's for the other kind of arthritis. Uh, yeah, psoriatic arthritis. So yes, it's for psoriatic arthritis, yeah, yeah. and the ad goes on TV. Uh, and, I'm just going to put this out there real quick. Fuck that company. But go ahead. Okay, fine. But they, <laughs> the thing is, so you got flaky skin. Yeah, and you want to heal that, and I understand that. So you get some Otesla, and you read the box. Mm -hmm. You know what's on the box? What's on the box, Mikey? <laughs> oh, Tesla can cause severe diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting, especially within the first few weeks of treatment. Oof. Use in elderly patients and certain medications appears to increase the risk of having diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting. Tell your doctor if any of these... I'll, how about if I go kick my doctor in the nuts if he puts me on Tesla and I start to shit my pants and puke all the time? You want some free medical advice? Are you, okay, There's sorry. more. There's, oh, yeah. Fuck. There's more? Oh, Tesla is associated with an increase in depression. Oh, in great. clinical studies, some patients reported depression or suicidal behavior while taking Otesla. Some even threatened to jump in front of a train. Some patients stopped taking Otesla due to, uh, due to depression. Now, so it's not just the diarrhea and the puking. 
and that and all that loose bowel shit that comes along with it. It's the depression that you get that makes you want to kill yourself. It's the desire to Hemingway yourself. If you were pooping your pants all the time and puking, you probably would want to kill yourself. Do you want some free medical advice? Yes, I do. You know what helps when your hands are like cracked and dried out like that? So you can prevent fucking lotion. Lotion. Right. Just put some right. fucking lotion on. It doesn't give you lotion. diarrhea if you don't eat it. That's right. Just put it on your hands and you'll be fine. That's right. And I encourage women on buses to do that. Then sit right next to me. Um, so how's things Why do you going? think men have never had psoriatic arthritis on the palms of their hands? <laughs> There's too much hair there. Too much hair. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So how's things going, Ben? Jergens I haven't talked to you in a long time. Not good. What's wrong? Now you have complaints or problems? Or... Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, would you mind looking at this? At, it's at what? There's there's a little bit of a rash. Oh my oh. god! Oh great! Oh Tesla! It's on my taint. I'm not sure how it got there. Oh, so you have TR? That's pretty normal. Taint rash. Taint rash. Mm. Little, it's normal. Rub a little <clears throat> O Tesla on there, and then, <laughs> then go kill yourself. Great. All right, I I have only one complaint, and I'm going to air it here. That has nothing to do with anybody at WEEI, just so you know. Finally. Jesus! Boy, what a shitstorm we stirred up there, huh? <laughs> that was fun. Um, my biggest complaint is this. I'm in the grocery store the other day, and I grab, as I always do, a carton of orange juice. Right? You guys drink orange juice. Smitty, you drink orange juice. Oh, yeah. You healthy cat, you. Uh, and I look at it, it says 50. It felt a little thin. Same shape as the old orange juice cartons, but it felt, I don't know, thin. So I look at it, and it says 52 ounces. And I remember vividly that a uh, a carton of orange juice is 64 ounces, right? Two quarts, a half a gallon, right? Sure. No. <laughs> They're fucking us out of 12 ounces of orange juice Every single time we buy it, and we don't look. We don't know. We just take it, drink it, pay three bucks for it, and then we get another one. Damn it, It's they're screwing us. They are fucking us out of 12 ounces of orange juice, and I, for one, am fed up with it. And of all people, you know exactly what it's like to be fucked out of an ounce. Well, let me just... <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't like to be the one thing I, all my years at EEI, was I a complainer? No. I don't like to be a complainer. I mean, I'm, I'm no Mort Goldman. Ear stuffed shirts at Ritz Crackers. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link, just as a box of crackers is only as appealing as its least intact sleeve. I am paying for fully formed crackers, not butter crumbles. I don't buy your product with broken quarters. Don't stick me with broken pieces of cracker, you miserable dickheads. Regards, Mort Goldman again. <laughs> I love Mort. I always will. Now we have a new... Oh, wait. We have a new thing, and it's a, it's a Twitter contest. Uh, okay. for, for all the uh, podcast listeners, I almost said radio listeners. You know, how many years do I have to be out of radio before I stop doing that? I got Smitty, huh? Can you edit that out? No. <laughs> um, and here's the deal: the phrase that pays. This is an old radio shtick. You know, radio stations have always been famous for trying to get listeners by buying an audience. Yep. You buy an audience. You say you, some contest. You know, uh, stay tuned. I uh, like the contest will be. Coming up on KRLA, your chance to win Telly Savalas' dick in a five-quart pickle jar. Only here on KRLA. Well, wait, wait, wait. Is it still attached? 
No. <laughs> so, Just a free-floating dick in a pickle jar? Wait, at WPLP in Hartford, yeah. Of course it's going to float around in there. It's like a specimen. So and in Hartford, at WPLP, Dick Springfield had this great thing. They started having a lottery. In Real name, Dick Springfield? I don't know. He... he they had this thing called uh, Lottery Giveaway, So, and the promo went, WPOP is giving you the chance to win. The chance to win $5 million, right? Now, that's illegal because you're giving away, the way they worded it, you're, we're giving you the chance to win a chance to win. We're giving you a lottery ticket for a dollar, and that's the big hype of the promotion. you know. But these promotions have been going on forever and ever. We have our own now called The Phrase That Pays. And I'm going to ask Ben Kitchen to come up with the phrase that pays. And here's what here's how people win the my grandma's coffee cake. Okay, here's how they win. The first person that tweets at Planet Mikey the phrase that pays wins the cake. The very first person that I get a tweet from on the at Planet Mikey Twitter account with the phrase that pays wins. No, no, is it uh, wins a cake? Is it a full phrase or just one word? It's up to you. You're going to give the phrase that pays now, and then they're going to hear it on the podcast. And so as soon as they hear it, they run to their Twitter account. They tweet at Planet Mikey, here's the phrase that pays. And if they're first, they win the freaking cake. And they can have any kind they want. Like they could have the blueberry or the pumpkin spice or the Granny Smith apple or the cinnamon walnut or the banana wall. They can pick their cake. <laughs> This is exciting. It's the phrase that pays. All right. So give me a phrase. Not too long. Don't give me the whole like. Fucking no, no, no. I was address. I was just gonna go historical and keep right. it in in some kind of context here. I was thinking something along the lines of you know Marie Antoinette and a famous phrase of hers: "Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake." <sighs> That's good because no one would remember "Let them eat Marie Antoinette." You would if you smelled it. The phrase that pays. Let them eat cake. Now, see, we're underway with this this contest. This is going to be very famous. And by the way, the cakes are awesome. I mean, honestly, I've had 50 of them today. <laughs> uh, it's really good stuff. Now, wait a minute, hold on. i got to do this. It's time for us to hit the road. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. As the Willie Nelson of podcasts, I have many tales to tell, as I'm sure Ben does too. Ben, wake up. Hmm? Excuse me? <laughs> wake up. It's story time. Uh, I thought you just told me to wake up. For some reason, I've been on the road uh, myself for almost my whole life. I've put millions and millions of miles on my car, commuting from Connecticut to Boston. One car? Oh, lots of cars. Oh. Many, many cars. Uh, now I'm putting many, many miles on my car because I have, and don't laugh when you hear this, I have become a Lyft driver. On the road again. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta laugh. Now, it, it's not about the money, okay? Don't think of me as someone who's out there, you know, running around trying to make a lot of money like a cab driver. No, no it's about the experience of uh, talking to such a diverse group of people as the group of people you'll pick up as a Lyft driver. And believe me when I tell you, I'm learning more about culture, uh, the world culture, than anybody works at the fucking UN. I mean, I've talked to, uh, it just in a f the first seven days of being a Lyft driver, I've picked up people from uh, India, Sri Lanka, 
China, Japan, an Irish guy with a wicked Irish accent. He was not even yet drunk. Uh, I picked up, I mean, everybody. Everybody from every... Everybody. Asians and Irish. Asians, <laughs> Irish people, Hispanic people. I'm learning. You know what's great about people? When you get down to it... There's really not much. When you're in a on. car and you're getting a ride somewhere, everybody's great. Everybody's <laughs> nice. You know, they really are. I've found that to be true. So, a la Dave Cowens, I want to get out there and meet people. And I don't make any money doing it. The real money is not in that business. God knows. No, it's in pimping. But... <laughs> But I'm out there driving. It's not I'm, easy, though. I'm happy. I have my own. I can make my own schedule. I'm driving all around, which is what I always like to do anyway, even when I'm just having fun. So I am a Lyft driver. I got to say, the first guy I picked up, though, I was a little concerned if this is going to be like this forever. I pick up this kid, 22-year-old kid. I didn't know his age until he told me. He he, he was drunk. This is 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. He's, he's drunk. He's still drunk from the night before. And his bloodshot red eyes, he gets in the back of the car, he's like, he's like, <coughs> making all these noises. And I said, wow, you've been up all night? You've been having a party or something? He goes, yeah, 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 we just stopped drinking about an hour ago for 12 hours of drinking. I said, well, what are you doing here in this little hotel I picked you up at? He says, well, we're doing wallboard. I mean, uh, uh, what do you call it? What do you hang wallboard? Sheetrock. Sheetrock, yeah. He goes, they're doing sheetrock. We've been drinking all night doing sheetrock. I said, well, so all night? He goes, yeah. He goes, I haven't slept in 20 hours. I said, well, why don't you go home and take a nap? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to, after I puke. <laughs> it was terrible. And this is, I'm thinking, every drive, everybody I pick up now is going to be some weird case. Did you puke like in your this. car? No. Thankfully, he didn't puke in my car. But... I got to tell you, I really am enjoying it so far. And again, it's not, I'm not going to get rich doing it, but I'm going to have a lot of stories for you uh, over the, uh, uh, the course because, because that's, it's like that thing in the back of the cab. They put the camera in there and they talk to people, uh, in the taxis and they get this, you know, cash cab. Cat, was it, what's it called? Cash cab. That, that was a great show. Ben Bailey. People like that. And reality is better than, than anybody can make up anyway. But over the years, I've been a road guy uh, for many, many moons, and uh, I've had a lot of very weird experiences. But do you remember hitchhiking, Ben? Was it gone before you were? It was gone. Yeah. Well, of course, I know Smitty remembers it. I mean, you would occasionally see them. Yeah. Very rarely, but no, that was not an acceptable mode of transportation. You used to see them all the time. Uh, There'd always be somebody on the road, usually hippies. You know. Did you do it? Yes. Uh, I did it many times, uh, as a matter of fact. What what was the farthest trip you took hitchhiking? I hitchhiked from Connecticut to Washington D.C. Damn, that's a good one. Was that multiple cars? Yes. Yeah. Mo- oh yeah. Multiple. Well, I didn't know if it was just one person. It was like I'm going from New York to D.C. Fuck it. Well, I went to first. The first as long thing as you I give did, me roadhead. I, did you have to blow him? I went. Shut the fuck up. Oh, you didn't have to. <laughs> you just chose. <laughs> On the road again. What is it? <laughs> Gas, so- grass, or ass? <laughs> well, I'll. Uh, it gets worse than that. You see, it gets uh, worse oh, than yeah. that. Oh, trust me. How did my voice get that high? It know. gets worse than that. I hitchhiked to. Uh, I was. I was in prep school. I was not quite seventeen. I was maybe just seventeen years old, and I was in prep school. So I told my parents, "I'm going down to visit Stuart Bachelor, my friend, down in, in in Flemington, New Jersey. You know, for the weekend." They said, "Okay." So they put me on a bus from Hartford uh, to New York. That was the first leg, and I got off the the bus in New York, and I went into the Port Authority. 
And I was waiting. I was going to hitchhike the rest of the way and save the money. I didn't want to, you know, spend the money on the bus. So I go into the crapper in the Port Authority, and I look on the wall next to the crapper, and I see in in pencil it says, "Fuck you." And then below that, in bigger letters, in a darker pen, it says, "No, fuck you." And then down below that, in big black magic marker, it said, "Fuck all of you." And I'm thinking. Hey, welcome to New York. So I get out of the road and I hitchhike. I get down to Jersey and I see my friend for a while. It was too boring. I left. I'm going to go visit my brother's friend at Georgetown University. Uh, so I said, I'm going to thumb from Flemington, New Jersey, down to Washington. So the first lady, the first car guy I get picked up is three ladies. Now, in the front, they had bench seats. There was three ladies sitting in the front. <laughs> and they get, I get in the back. And the lady says to me, <laughs> they're drinking. You don't have a gun, do you? <laughs> I said, no, no, just a knife. They're laughing. They, <laughs> they start laughing. They said, we're leaving our husbands. I said, oh, that's So nice. these, like, 40 to 50-year-old women? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably 40-ish. And they're all drinking while they're driving. So I said, okay. They, they let me off eventually. And I get the next ride I get, or not the next ride, two rides later. Wait, so nothing happened with any of them? What, what are we, like, we're going to have sex with three 40-year-olds? They're in the front, I'm in the back? I've watched plenty of porns. <laughs> it, it clearly happens yeah. somewhere, somehow. So the next ride that picks me up is a Volkswagen Fastback, and there's two girls in the back seat and two guys in the front seats, and there's one little seat in the middle. <laughs> I was going to say, where the fuck are you fitting? No, I squeeze between the two girls in the back. You know, they were smaller cars. I sit in the back. The whole car reeks of weed. I mean, it was like they were smoking joint after joint after joint. The guy in the front right had a cowboy hat on, beard, and he... And was missing a couple of teeth. So he passes the joint to me, and, and, and I pass it, pass it on to the girls. And then he goes, well, you are now part, he says, you're now part of a conspiracy to overrun this country with marijuana and firearms. <laughs> and I said, what? That's all right with me. You know, I didn't want to be, act nervous. He pulls a gun from under his seat. It was like a six shooter. Shows it to me, puts it back under the seat, and he's laughing. <laughs> laughing. I'm like, oh, fuck. What have I done? How is your dad doing? So they dropped me off, no incidents, but it, you, can, you can imagine I was a little nervous at that point in time. Were the girls good looking? No. No. no they were just you know, pretty average hippies. So the next ride I get is this guy driving a BMW, and he's a sports fan. And all he did was talk about the Baltimore Bullets. That's how long ago it was. Was it 71? Yeah, right okay. around then. He's talking about Baltimore. He's talking about the Orioles. He's talking about the Bulls. He drove so fast. It was great because as long as he was talking sports, he was going 85 and just zipping. And 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 the minute he stopped talking sports, he'd slow down and realize that he was actually, you know, trying to get somewhere safely. So he drops me off right at the fringe of Washington, D.C., in maybe the worst neighborhood in Washington, D.C. I mean, it Damn, was... that's saying a lot. I'm walking with a suitcase. You know, this 17-year-old dude... And I look at one little suitcase, and I'm walking through Washington, D.C.'s worst neighborhood ever, just for the pure adventure of going to Washington and smoking weed with college kids. All that for that, and I did not get killed. On the road again. My problem was my parents did not know where I was for three days, and they had panicked, severely panicked, because I didn't tell them, you know? And that's how people were back then. Bad kids. Very bad. Don't ever do that, Ben. I won't. I promise. So uh, another hitchhiking story, but not me doing the hitchhiking. Me driving in Fort Myers. I do my TV show live during Red Sox spring training, and I'm going to meet the guys from the Globe and the Herald and at the bar to have a few drinks after my show is over. 
On the way there, I see this blonde girl walking down, hitchhiking. And I say, well, she looks harmless. She's a little blonde girl. She can't hurt me. So I pull over and I pick her up. She gets in the car. I said, where are you going? She goes, no, just down the road a little bit. <laughs> she was a woman, but that was her voice. It was like this girl had some fucking miles on her. And it was nasty. She's like, I just got to go down here. Can you drop me off? at the?" Th-? There was no tread left on the tire? It was, it was so scary. I was scared. So I said, okay, well, where are you going? I started getting nervous, and I wanted to meet the other guy. Said, where are you going? She goes, oh, right over here. She pulls up these two dudes walking down the street. Uh, big, tall, scary dudes. And she says, rolls down her window. She goes, where's Dark Man? Oh. <laughs> I said, uh-oh, what am I in on here? I said, I really got to go. She goes, all right, all right, no, she couldn't find Dark Man. Take me over to the street, and then you can let me out. Around the block, she jumps out of the car suddenly at a corner and starts talking to a, a woman standing by the side of the road, and they're, they ex- made an exchange. I don't know, it's a quick crack thing or something. I don't know. She gets back in the car. The minute she gets back in the car, the second she gets back in the car, boom, sirens uh, from all angles. Three cars, three cop cars pull us over. So she had gotten out, I guess, bought some crack and jumped back in the car, and then the cops pounced on both of us. Now, I've never even seen crack, you know, so I'm not, I wasn't in the market. I had this girl. I couldn't get rid of her out of the car. So they take us out of the car. They search us. And, uh, and the, the female cop that was there searching her looks at me and goes, Shame on you. I said, what? I picked up her hitchhike. Oh, yeah, sure. I said, no, I did. I said, my, ki- my kids and my wife are coming down here to Florida. We're going to Disney tomorrow. I was going to the bar. I picked her up hitchhiking, and she's taking me into this bad neighborhood. And they, they were really kind of angry at me. I guess they found crack on her, took her away, and I drove away going, Phew. I was almost, damn. How did you get? How- I'm surprised they didn't just arrest you simply because you were driving. I know, and I, I guess I was believable in my truthful explanation. I didn't, well, you know, she was gross, you know, and I was grossed out, but I got, I got away with that. Next morning, all right, I'm playing, my kids show up, and I'm playing catch in a parking lot of the North Fort Myers uh, uh, Best Western, and we're having a catch with a football, and all of a sudden I hear the car door slam, and someone had picked up our suitcases and driven away. In your car? No, it, no. These suitcases were st- sitting next to the car. And we were getting ready to go to, up to Disney, to Orlando, and took the stuff. And I'm running after myself. They got my stuff. Oh, someone just took your suitcases. Pulled up and took the suitcases and took off. <laughs> so now I'm running after the what vehicle. What an asshole. I mean, it's like, holy shit, this is such a bad place. I got the license plate number. They eventually found the car uh, in a bad area of Fort Myers. Uh, and I told them they they took my 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 uh, duffel bag had MCI on it from a phone company member MCI. So I told the cops this is what we're looking for. So the cops found these guys these perps, uh, and they were carrying my MCI bag. So I was the link between them and Grand Theft Auto. Once they caught the kids, I said, "No, that's my bag. That's the." It, I basically linked the whole thing together, and the cops were like, you know. Uh, so here they come. The perps come walking down the hall. They've ruined my first day supposedly at Disney, right? By Now we have to chase them all over Fort Myers. And they're coming down the hall, these young criminals. And, uh, <laughs> and the cop says, they're coming down the hall. You want to say anything to them? I go, yeah. He goes, all right. So he goes, go say whatever you want. <laughs> so I go out in the hall. They go walking by. I go, oh, did you go for a ride today? 
Oh, did you hear? Did you get arrested? Oh, poor baby. That's Grand Theft Auto. That's a felony. You know, I was busting their balls. They looked at me like if they could have, they would have slit my throat. Right there. And they the would have. Yeah. But I had a good time with that. Uh, so my, I guess the mission here that I'm trying to explain to everybody, in the, don't, don't hitchhike. Thanks. I can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs> Unless you must. Is it time for an arch painting commercial? Um, I forgot. Oh, oh, we did, we did this, right? Oh yeah, over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So our <laughs> sorry, sorry, fucking simple. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we have questions from the fans yeah, out there. Is. We get three each. There's, it's a dear Mike or dear Ben fan mail missives uh, is what we call Fuck. it. And uh, you go first. All right, dear uh, Mike. Yeah. Have you ever met a beetle from Barry? Barry McCockner of Fall River. Barry McCockner. I've heard of him. I'm uh, sure from Fall have. River. Have I ever met a beetle? You used to hitchhike with yeah. him, right? <laughs> yes, I did meet a beetle. Want to guess which one? Stink. <laughs> Stink Pony. Ringo. Nope. You're on the right track. <laughs> Pete Best. Yes! I did meet Pete ah. Best. Now, here's the thing. If someone's you met a beetle... Yeah, I met Pete Best. You didn't meet a beetle. <laughs> yes, I did, though. He was a beetle. He was a beetle. So, technically, uh, I did. Uh, here's one from Ben Kitchen. Dear mm. Ben, are you familiar with the term Cleveland steamer? It's from Pete Hungwell, Derry, New Hampshire. No. Can you explain it to me? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Is it anything like a Dutch oven? Remember Steamer Stanley? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? I actually don't. I mean, I've heard it a million times, but I don't know specifically what oh, it it's is. It's in that category of urban dictionary terms like donkey punch and no, strawberry shortcake. I, I know what those are, yeah. but I've never learned what actually a Cleveland steamer is. Right, Please so, explain it to so me. So the question was, are you familiar with the term Cleveland steamer? The answer is no. Just say no. I'm familiar with it, but I don't know what it means. Well, you're not that familiar with it. You know, here's familiar your, with here's it. your assignment for next week. It didn't ask me if I was an expert on it. Look, it didn't ask me if I knew what it meant. <laughs> look it up and come back with a full report. Okay? Do I have to do it? Would you do that? Do I have to do it? Just come back with a full report right, for next fine. podcast. Sir. Dear Mike. Yes. How old were you when you lost your virginity from <laughs> fuck Ivan Chop <laughs> Chopaslongoff, Ukraine? Yes. It's good to see well, we have uh, listeners in Ukraine. Well, the graphics should show we have Russian listeners to the podcast. Uh, you have all that information, right? Chart stuff. Um, how old was I? Let me see. Her husband was out plowing snow while I was plowing her. I was 17. 17? How yeah. old was she? 19. <sighs> Look at you. Look at me now. <laughs> you little oh, slut. What? It's bad enough having a younger wife, you know. You know I, go out I wouldn't to these, know. Go out to these parties. I get sick and tired of, you know, I mean, my wife's 47, you know, but uh, people yell at me that I'm a, some kind of pedophile. You know, and I say, you're going to ruin my 40th anniversary. All right. Uh, dear Ben, you ready? Yeah. What is your favorite all-time movie starring Robert De Niro? This is sent in from Alio D'Apollonio, Manchester, Connecticut. Uh, it's a tough one, but I would probably go with um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. That was a good one, right? Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> uh, no, Untouchables. That's a okay. I was gonna say that. Was a, it was a fucking movie, like in two thousand and two, and Rocky and Bullwinkle. He was in it, yeah. 
Shut up. Okay. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, I would honestly. Uh, it's not t- The Godfather 2? No. I like the movie, but. No, it's I like Deer Hunter? More. I just said The Untouchables. That really? Yeah. I love that movie. He played. Uh, he played Capone. Capone, right. But he, he, he took the bat to that guy's head. Yeah. But that's the best one? I, it doesn't say best. What is your favorite? Oh, oh, okay. All right, sorry. Fuck. Wouldn't normally your the best be your favorite? I mean, just I'm no. Not... The best is absolutely Godfather Two or Raging Bull or something like okay. that. All right. Uh, okay. See, with Ben, you got to clarify. No, you just answer the question as it's written. What is your favorite? Your turn. Dear Mike Peckerwood. Dear Mike. Yes. How many porn stars have you known personally? <coughs> Rod Hardening, Las Vegas, Nevada. Rod Hardening, Las Vegas. Thank you for the question. Um, uh, and I'm assuming I'm this means means known in the biblical sense. No, 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 no. How many porn stars' chests have you ejaculated on? No, no. What are you, sick? I've met a few. I had some business relationships with the industry in the past. I've probably met... Uh, Eight. Eight? Ten, maybe? Eight Did you sleep ten? with any of them? Nope. No. Did Why you? would I do that? I was a happily married man. You were not a happily married man. I was. You were a married now. man. And you were happy when Happier the porn stars were around. I used to be. Uh, so the answer is probably... Uh, my best guess is probably eight. I had uh, dinners with... I had dinner with Marilyn Chambers. That was pretty great. And she, t- I took her to my dentist. You guys didn't share any food, did you? Nope. Okay. Well, I took her to my... D- <laughs> I took her to my dentist yeah, because what? she had a tooth problem. And when she came into town... Yeah, too many cocks were knocking it out. <laughs> no, come on, man. She died. Be respectful. <laughs> she sucked plenty of cocks. How is that disrespectful? I'm just saying. It's public record. I, that, God, who sent this question? Rod Hardening, you're shut off. All right, dear Ben, this is our final question. Yes. Ben, is Mikey as fucking cool as he seems on this podcast? That's sent in from Mike Mutnansky, <laughs> Pepperell, Massachusetts. Well, it depends on what you think is cool. If you think senility is cool, then he's the fucking man. You better believe it, baby. Where's my keys? Next week on the podcast, we're going to have Glenn Ordway, the big O, my friend, and Ben's as well. So stand by for that. Good night, everybody. Ear stuffed shirts at Ritz Crackers. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link, just as a box of crackers is only as appealing as its least intact sleeve. I am paying for fully formed crackers, not butter crumbles. I don't buy your product with broken quarters. Don't stick me with broken pieces of cracker, you miserable dickheads. Regards, Mort Goldman again.